All right, so Trip Kramer is a dating coach for men, teaching them how to attract and keep the type of girls they truly desire. After coaching thousands of clients for 10 years, Trip discovered the quickest and most practical way to help men become their most attractive and confident selves. His podcast, How to Talk to Girls, will show you new strategies, techniques, and tips for dating the girls you want, talking to them with ease, and becoming super confident. So Tripp, you were so kind and open-minded when you interviewed me on your podcast, so I am so excited to return the favor, and I think your experience in this field will be really insightful to the Sletrepreneur audience, and I'm really excited to see this whole male perspective you know, talking to us crazy bitches. So welcome. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is my second interview of today. Oh, wow. uh, the one I taught, the one I was on earlier, it was, uh, it was a woman who is a feminist and she was asking me all about uh, my work in terms of, you know, helping men. And uh, I just have a feeling it's going to be a little bit of a different perspective on today's episode. Um, that one was was interesting because she was just asking me all kinds of questions about... Like hard how, questions? Like not hard questions. I can answer all of them, but it was just <laughs> about, you know, it was a... Li- and she prepared me for it. It was just more of like mm-hmm. an, an attack kind of like... <laughs> It's just like, you know, I, I, I was in defense mode the whole time. Um, not that I'm not happy to do that here as well. I know my material yeah. can be, you know, when 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 women look at it and, 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 and see from the outside perspective, it looks a little bit more intense than it really is. But uh, but anyway, well, I can I can totally relate because, you know, with sex work for me, you know, we get stomped on all over, too. So. Being in defense mode is a natural thing. And I think when I was on your podcast, we were talking about, you know, like creepy guys or something. And I referred to them in general. And I kind of had to step back because, you know, when you're in this line of work, it's like you put your armor on. So it's just natural. But I, I think with you having 10 years experience in this, you're probably programmed into knowing what to say when people ask you the same questions. How do you start? Why do you do this? You know, and oh yeah, I got a, I got an answer for everything. Everything about that, plus the industry and the business, plus just the general dating advice questions that guys ask me. So, um, well, like I said, I'm an open book, so I'm I'm just you know happy to be here and and happy to talk to you. And uh, you know, one of the reasons why I had you on my podcast was because I thought your podcast was very interesting and and your viewership is very interesting. And so it's just cool to be here. Well, I think, well, I'm so happy you're here. And, you know, having to finesse men, it's kind of interesting because you're teaching men to finesse women. So we kind of have that in common. Oh, that's true. I didn't really think about it that way. Yeah. Right. And that kind of just came to mind right now because you are teaching men how to get what they want. And I'm also teaching women how to get what they want. In In a nutshell, I would say we're both teaching seduction basically. Yes. There we go. The art of seduction, my favorite. So I guess the general, you know, welcoming question is how the fuck did you get started in this? Because this is an odd job. Okay. You want the short, medium or long story? Well, I feel like if you, (laughs) if you take us through it, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna catapult into something interesting. So just follow your heart. (laughs) Great. Okay. That answers then, then medium it is. Um, the the long one would be, would be a whole hour, but okay. So basically two hour episode easily, easily. It's uh, uh, yeah, interesting, but same, same here. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, that's right. We we only really scratch the surface <laughs> when you're on my podcast. It's just like, oh wow. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh it's a very simple story. You know, I was a former shy guy. Um, and so I had, you know, trouble a long time ago in my in my teens, in my early twenties, uh meeting women, um, attracting women, understanding how it all works. You know, I I would sleep with the woman here and there and have some girlfriends when I was you know, in high school and, and one in college for a couple months and, and so and and so on and so forth. But but I never really, you know, attracted the kinds of women that I really wanted to attract. And so come to my early twenties, now I'm in I'm in Los Angeles. I moved from Chicago to Los Angeles and I I I really had a hard time meeting people. And this is by the way in two thousand seven. So online dating is just starting to get popular and normal and normalized. Um, you know, so it was, and, and there was no apps, so you couldn't just swipe and meet up with someone. So you really had to either go on an online dating site and make that work, or you had to meet someone in person. So I did the online dating thing for a little bit, didn't really like it, um, wasn't seeing the kind of results I wanted, which meant just meeting up and dating the women that I was truly interested in. So I decided to go through my own process of going out and learning how to actually approach women. And it was this is where the story could get long, but it was uh, it was just a strenuous process. It was scary. It was hard. Uh, what a lot of women don't know because they're always bombarded by overconfident guys or just confident guys in general, um, that there's a whole sector of men that aren't approaching or talking to you because they're very nervous and shy. So I had to overcome that fear. And so I would go out and I literally spent like two years going out and approaching women and just you know, I'm talking like the first night I went out, it took three hours for me to go and say hi. And then like, I ran away. Actually, no, that was the second night. The first night I spent three hours and nothing happened. That's how scared I was. (laughs) Don't guys usually kind of, I mean, being rejected is a terrible fucking feeling. Terrible. I mean, being a Scorpio, if someone rejects my sexual interest, I just fire (laughs) comes out. So I, you know, I don't know how to, to empathize with the men who constantly time after time get broken down and that's probably the ideal client you have. But what could you explain what that kind of feels like? Cause I think women in general, we don't really, you know, put ourselves in those shoes and in, in those shoes, especially when they, when we found this newfound confidence and, you know, we're the baddest bitch in the room and we can say no whenever we want. But at the same time, you know, men have feelings too. Yes, we do. We do. Um, well, first of all, happy almost or or, or belated birthday if you're a Scorpio. Thank you. <laughs> um, and second, so here, let's break this down for a second. If, if you're comfortable being vulnerable, let me let me. I'll ask you a couple of questions. If you don't want to answer them, that's fine too. But oh god, you got to flip the script like I did. Last I know. Time. <laughs> I know. What are your, what? Just name okay. your top three or four insecurities. They can be uh, either something physical. Or and or something just about you, like behavior wise. If you want to name like three or four of your top insecurities, I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. Okay, your question. Um, well, I'm, I guess, being sensitive, but at the same time, that helps my creative work. But I tend to give out too much energy. It's hard for me to control and rein that in. I don't know if that's like an insecurity. Okay, what um, else? Just keep going. Um, I'd say my body type's a little more masculine than I'd like, but it does attract a lot of people, but I don't, it's, it's just not something I'm super hyped up about. Okay. What else? Um, and then 
I can be socially awkward and I'm very naive and I kind of like, it's hard for me to take a joke and I don't really like that. Okay. I take things really seriously. I mean, those are the ones that come to mind first. Okay. So, so those insecurities. Now imagine putting yourself out there. I see where this is going. Imagine putting yourself out there and getting rejected by a guy. So what happens is all those insecurities that you have start to now become in your mind, less of a thought and more of a reality. So what happens is a guy will go, a guy will have, you know, low self-esteem, not feel too confident about himself for whatever reasons, you know, like, for example, you know, you gave me some reasons why you might be insecure or whatever, you know, and so a guy might think the same thing, you know, on the level of I'm a loser, I'm ugly, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a virgin, whatever. And, and then he gets rejected by a, a girl. And then it's like all these thoughts about himself, just like in that one moment, all of a sudden just come true. And he start, and then it's like, oh my God. And so what happens is it's like he, you know, he takes the rejection, filters it through his mind as a confirmation that he sucks. So guys, by the way, don't know that. That's like something really, really on like a deep psychological level. But that is my theory from what I've learned and, and, and studied is why guys don't like rejected. And of course, a rejection, but also, of course, we know we don't want to be rejected because that is uh, kind of biologically wired into us. Is something we don't like. We 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 need to be, you know, if we get rejected, that means we can't we can't procreate. We can't have right. children. You can't we, be that caretaker that you're. We can't. We can't like our DNA won't continue. So that's mm-hmm. like the worst thing in the world if we get rejected. Or, you know, if you get rejected, that means that you're not part of society and then you have to live all alone. So it's like this is a wiring that has been, you know, just embedded into us from thousands of years ago that doesn't really do a purpose anymore because, okay, you get rejected. It's not a big deal. There's another woman you could talk to. If you get rejected from a woman or, or you get in a fight with a friend or they don't like you anymore, it's like, you don't need them to survive. So the whole idea here is going back to survival and replication. And so if we got rejected, it just, yeah, it, it, it reinforces that. And so that's scary. So I'm helping guys overcome that. But that is what why rejection is so tough on men. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Internet dating, Tinder, Bumble, whatever you want to call it. This is the new world we're in. And especially to the youth, it's it's um netflix and chill kind of culture it's hookup culture it's not it's completely not what it used to be it's evolved in other words so forget how to talk to a girl in person i want to know why guys keep dming me hey (laughs) and that's all the fuck that they're saying and it drives me crazy um, and that's not even going into the guys that are sending me dick pics. They're not even worth discussing in this episode because that's just um, a whole nother. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why are they saying, hey, um, I have theories, you know, uh, one one because th- I, I don't work with any guys that do that. They can, they won't even do that. But I think my, my theories are they are doing a volume game. Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with that, but like on like a really weak level where they're just like saying, hey, to so many people, and like just whatever happens, happens. Um, or they've gotten positive reinforcement in the past. Maybe hay worked for them once. And, you know, they're just like. <laughs> Maybe hay worked for them. 
<laughs> That's funny. You know, it, 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 it works for them once and then they go, great, it works. You know, it's like me with Craigslist. Remember, I was like, I was like, yeah, I got a client from Craigslist in two weeks. Craigslist works, but I never got a client ever again. Right. So, yeah, that, that would be, um, you know, or just like they think their pictures speak enough about them so that they don't have to put in that kind of work, which, by the way, sometimes that works. Sometimes you can get away with, hey, but it's just like it's dumb because your conversion rate is so low. So, Okay. Just like, so what's your opening statement for a direct message on social media? On social media, I don't I don't teach how to I, I don't I don't oh. like the idea of, of meeting women on social media. But on dating apps, it would just be okay. uh really whatever you want. Like I mean, not hey, you know, or like something overtly sexual. Well is it the same thing like doing, wearing, looking like, hey, cute dog, I have a pit bull too. Like let's let's walk our dogs together. I, so what I like to do is <laughs> I yes, so that would work. But the thing with online dating, by the way, how many what's your what's your demo breakdown of your podcast? Is it mostly women or is there any guys who listen? Um, I'm sure that's a good question. If you had to say, if you had to guess. Oh, I'm over 75% women, but I know we all feel this frustration because, you know, we're on Tinder, we're getting matches. Some of these guys just want to fuck. Some of these guys don't know how to converse. Um, some of these guys are great, but then they turn out toxic or they play hard to get and they play this stupid, They, you know, they're a fuck boy pretty much, you know, like they just leave you on red, ignore you for days, get back to you. The dick's really good. And that's as far as it goes. So it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, no. So, um, so yeah, a lot of females have their frustrations there. Sorry, that was a mouthful. No, it's okay. That's what she said. Um, so <laughs> for, for guys, going for, for guys, <laughs> our frustration is we won't get responses. So we'll swipe and swipe and swipe and swipe and message, 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 message. And just the conversion of of women, I was like, you, you, uh, the conversion of, of women responding is so low that it ha there's no choice but to A, play the volume game or else you're just, no pun intended, and <laughs> you're screwed. Right? It's not going to happen for you. Um, but I tell guys, <clears throat> you have to have an amazing profile. You've got to have a good profile. If you don't have good pictures, it's not going to happen. But even then, Right. You can get matches all day, you know, uh, tons and tons of matches, but only a few will respond. So you don't have a choice. It has to be a volume game. So you just use any opener. I like to use like, hey, have you travel? Are you traveling anywhere, you know, recently or, or are you, do you have any travel plans coming up? And literally just send that to all the women you match with. Because if you try to coordinate a specific sentence and line, to every single woman, it's you're you're done. Like you you're you're never gonna get a date, or it's gonna be unless you have an amazing profile. But most guys don't have amazing. So this is again, this is what guys are dealing with on our end. You know, women may not see that because they're like, "What are you talking about? I got all these matches. All these guys are responding." That's different. You guys have a whole different set of problems. But for guys, we don't get the responses. We don't have necessarily the profile that's gonna get us to meet up with you on a date. Because let's be honest, we're looking at the bio and the pictures and mostly the pictures, men and women. You know, I mean, a guy who's insanely good looking with a great profile, he can probably get away with, hey, maybe not all the time, but more than an average guy. 
You know, again, not saying that's what you should do. Your conversion will be higher, but it, it's 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 crazy. But with online dating, it's so saturated. You have to take the volume approach, or nothing will happen. So let's talk about pictures. And I'm just guessing because I've never dated on these apps, but I hear that men excel when they have a photo with a dog or their mom, or maybe something that has to do with like their athletic or professional, you know, job they're doing kind of something along those lines. Yeah. There's a lot of different things there, you know, even wearing red supposedly is something that gets uh, women's attention or a dog or like, you know, there's even stuff like if you're holding a kid and it's like a baby and then you're using the profile, like it's not my baby, (laughs) you know, but it's like cute. Um, I tell guys, you know, keep it simple. Headshot, body shot, doing your passion shot. Three pictures, that's it. No, you know, mi- no mirror pick with the shirt off. Ab- oh, no. no. Well, hey, you know what? You know I what? don't know. <laughs> I-, I think if you have that and your other pictures are good, that-, that actually might work for you. I'd prefer like you on the beach maybe like in, in an action shot. Because to me, it's kind of like you're trying too hard, but I, I guess it's circumstantial because sometimes girls are just like, hey, let me see what goods you're working with. It's probably why people have sex on the first date just to see if they're compatible or not. Sure. you know, And I tell guys, just do a body shot so it's like they get the full picture of you at, at yeah, the very least. Yeah, so they're least. not like disappointed or um, you know false, to expect. Ad- false advertising. Yeah, yeah. I, by the way, I think I think women should do that too. I think they should do a headshot, body shot, and then, and then, a, and then a passion shot. So it's like something to, you know, to comment on or or whatever. Something that can, you know, gives gives material for the other person to maybe comment on. So so, so where's the best place to possibly meet a girl for the first time? Is coffee shop kind of standard? I say my answer is just anywhere where women are that you can have a lot of interaction with them. So my old answer like five years ago was like yoga studios. Like, yeah, great place to meet women. It's all women and, you know, they're like fit and and beautiful and you're going to like them and da-da. But now I'm not really so much into specific places as much as where are women just around, you know, where are the busy places downtown? It's like if you go to a yoga studio, like what's the reality? Like you maybe will talk to one or two people. Like it's again, it's about volume. You're not going to be able to necessarily have a connection with that one woman who you meet in that one specific place. So you want to go to places where women are at. It sounds so creepy that women want to come out of my <laughs> mouth. But like that's the answer. It's like where it's like Tinder like or whatever. Like yeah. that's where the women are. They're on Tinder. So that's where you go. Okay, offline, well, where are they at? So that's why people meet at bars. You know, that's why people meet at clubs. That's what people and then, you know, downtown busy areas like, you know, see a woman, go talk to her. Do you have a Trader Joe's in LA? Yes. Well, I'm in Chicago now, but there's the, in LA and in, and, and in Chicago, yeah. I think the most beautiful women are always in Trader Joe's. False. False. <laughs> what? Really? Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Oh, Whole Foods. The, the high yeah. class women. <laughs> Whole Foods on Fair, Whole Foods on, on Fairfax. Just be in the grocery store That's all the time in the wine section. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's exactly. like hiding at the bar over there. Or the kale section. Or the kale. <laughs> That's if great. If you love kale, come on. So you're like you said, you kind of started dating and taking, you know, taking your shot. 
And in my head, you know, you're experiencing maybe some of those emotions, but are you the type of guy to understand your emotions? Because that's a whole nother layer of that. You know, you, you put yourself out there, you're going through all these emotions, but as a man, you know, you're not supposed to be emotional. So I feel like you're almost, it's not healthy, A, to, to, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not healthy to feel that way because feelings are feelings. It's natural, but it's not healthy to kind of compress and push all that under the rug because then it bottles up. And, you know, then I, I feel like a lot of guys are angry at women in that sense because of rejection time after time. Do you get where I'm going with that? Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things regarding that. Like one is it's tough for men because we are the ones that have to do the initial approach and we have to be the ones to make it happen because women won't do it. And so what happens is, you know, generally speaking, of course. And so, and so I try to tell guys like, listen, it's not women's fault. This is just how attraction works. You know, women are attracted to the man who is taking charge and taking the lead. So if, you know, it's not that she's lazy, you know, or, or fears rejection, which of course she does fear everyone fears rejection, but you know, the idea is, is she's waiting for you to do that because that's the behavior that she's attracted to. So yes, sorry, you know, you got to do it, buddy. Like it's, you got to make it happen. But, but also another thing regarding that too, that you said of this, the idea of emotions and men have to bottle them up and all that stuff is, yeah, that's another thing is it's hard. Like, you know, it would be really great. And a lot of guys that I work with, you know, have access to, you know, little men's forums online where they can be talking to other guys and get support there. And, and, you know, or talk to a coach like myself where I'm like, yeah, man, rejection sucks. Like it hurts, uh, but you got this, like you can power through this. And And that makes me think even in the work field for me, it's constant rejection too. And it's been, it makes it all that much more worth it when you do get a yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 you know, the name of the game, and this is what I, and you're going to relate to this too, is the name of the game in anything you're doing in life, whether it's dating, sales, uh, hell, interviews, you know, like, like doing this, like getting people on your podcast, whatever, like you're not going to, to, you know, I don't know, win, I guess. This, every time you're not going to make a sale every time more time than not it's not going to happen for you that's just the reality that doesn't mean success isn't there right so like kind of based off what you're saying like, yeah i tell guys go approach 10 women nine women reject you one woman give, one woman gives you her number you're going to feel pretty good about that and that's pretty awesome well if, if you mind me interjecting i even today i was telling a girl with panty sell, selling uh you know, if you DM 10 guys and they all say they're not interested, well, what's stopping you from messaging 100 guys? Because you got to, you know, cast your line out in order for someone to bite. And it's it is a numbers game in that kind of business, just how and a lot of things are. And I don't it's like I have to keep explaining, you know, and they just they stop when they feel defeated. But you can't succeed unless you're just persistent extremely persistent a hundred percent and this is you know where this is me i'm gonna be a little tough now is like this is where the where the winners get separated from the losers so you know the people 
who are not you're just not going to make this the sales they want in whatever industry right that one woman who's like defeated or the guy who's just going to give up after getting rejected or the person who's going to give up after they're you know try to interview for for a job you know okay then then you're done you know and that's it and you and you lost but then there's going to be a select few people who are going to go okay i've been rejected uh i'm not making the sale uh this business didn't take off this woman didn't like me whatever it is i'm just going to keep going anyways and that's yeah. when and that's when you succeed fortune favors the bold <laughs> yes yeah so continue where you were when you started putting your feet in the water and dating so um i'm getting out there and and you know, literally day by day, week by week, I'm starting to get a little bit more confident and, and realizing it was more just, it's like I, I was more unlearning than I was learning. I was unlearning all the things that were taught to me over the years by society and Hollywood, TV, movies. And I was learning that, wow, okay, so I can go up to a woman and and be able to talk to them and get a number. And, and this is wow, this is a lot easier than I thought. Like, I was, what was I scared of? Like, okay, well, rejection. Okay, so she doesn't want to talk to me. Okay, so, you know, I say something stupid and I embarrass myself. Okay, so the moment's over and 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 so be it. So, you know, day after day, week after week, I started to get more confident in this approach and this skill of talking to women and understanding, you know, what I need to do to, to be my most attractive self to then get more dates. So then I started to get more dates and I started to sleep with more women and I started to sleep with the women that I was more attracted to. And I started to get into relationships with women that I wanted to. And, and so over the course of this, I realized guys got to learn this stuff. And I'm not, not like I'm a pioneer by all, by no means am I like there was a, for decades, there's been guys who've been teaching this stuff to other guys and in all different well, I forms. I want to pause right there because yeah. to me that parallels to when I felt like life purpose in my gut, when I was seeing a lot of success for myself and I was like, okay, how much higher can I go up this ladder? I reached my goal. What's the next one? And it was like, okay, now you have to pass the torch. I mean, if you want to leave an imprint on this world, you want to help other women be successful so they can take care of themselves. And I, I could see on your side of things, it would be the same way, helping other men, you know, fall into relationships. And that's, to me, that's truly what changes the world. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So I don't know if, if maybe you felt that way. Felt like what exactly? Like in your gut that your purpose was to teach or mentor what you learned in that experience? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was. It took me a minute to get to that point, but it did. You know, it's funny is uh, it was, uh, what, this is more part of the long story, I would say, is like the the Go moment ahead. that it hit me, I was like, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, right. I, I was, uh, I was, wa- I, I just, okay. So I, to fast forward a little bit. So I decided to, I started a podcast with a friend, not the one that I have now. This is back in 2009, started a podcast, giving dating advice to guys Wait, there for was fun. podcasts in? Oh boy, were there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Yeah. When you would tell people you had a podcast in 2009, they'd be like, what is a, a what? podcast? Even, actually, even like three years ago, you would still say it and they'd be like, what, what's that again? What's podcast? Um, but yes, respect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an OG there. Um, so yeah, I started a podcast with a buddy d- giving dating advice because I was learning all this stuff, but no business plans, just fun and games and, and just did a podcast. And then, and then 
I had drinks with a with a new friend of mine, this dude, and he was like, oh, so what else are you doing? I'm like, oh, I have a podcast. He goes, oh, what's a podcast about? I said, oh, it gives dating advice. He goes, well, if you don't mind, I have, a, I have a question. He's like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah, of course. So he asked me a question about some girls, some dating situation, and and I was just flowing. I was like, yeah, so this is the thing. This is what's happening. This is what you got to do. And then we walked, and he's like, wow, man, that was great advice. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And so I walked away, and like I walked outside walking back to my car after this you know drinks i had with this dude and and it's like lightly drizzling and like all of a sudden it was like someone from above just like struck me with lightning in my head and i was like oh this is what i need to do this is my calling i absolutely love giving this dating advice and this was in 2010 or 11 that i realized this and that's when i started trip advice so it was like that moment. It was that it was one of those moments. And I was like, oh, my God, this has to happen. Well, and I, I think about that a lot because do, do you feel like you get the question a lot? Like, how did you get into this? Oh, yeah, constantly. Like, what, what makes you qualified is a big question. Right. And, and I get that, too. How did you start? How do I become you? I want to do what you're doing. And to me, I'm always like, well, it was a series of events that led me here. There was no, like, I didn't sit down and write it all down. It was just kind of like I was walking blindly down a hallway, having a few drinks, a few doors were open. I just kind of walked into one and led to another. And now I'm here. It's weird how it happens, right? Yeah. And it's, I think my biggest piece of advice for anyone listening is like, just keep the momentum moving forward. Like you, I mean, yes, it's great to have inspiration, but ultimately you just have to throw yourself out there and kind of, I don't want to say figure it out on your own, but when you're creating your own brand, doing what you love, it's, it's really just about honestly just doing what you love because that's kind of what leads you into uh, an area of, oh, I could turn this into a job. Oh, this feels good. Oh, people are listening. Oh, I could, you know, monetize this. So it's it's really cool to hear that you had that moment, and I'm curious what happened next. Yeah, no, it was, it was a very natural moment, and uh, I so I had a girlfriend at the time, and this is where I consider myself a little bit lucky. Is I called my girlfriend up and I said, "I want to become a dating coach," and she's like, "I love that idea." And she was a website designer. I'm no longer with her, but she, she's a website designer, and she goes, "I'll make your website for you." And I was like, oh, my God, amazing. So, of course, at that point, I was completely broke. And, you know, I had a job that was making no money. So, you know, if you want a website, like if you want a really nice website design, we're talking at least a couple thousand dollars, right? Even at that point, you know, 2010, they didn't have like Wix or I don't know, all the other ones where you could put up a nice looking website for like 20 bucks, like didn't exist back then. So you needed to pay a lot of money. So anyways, luckily, she put up this amazing website. And so... Where it helped was, you know, you put up a website, that doesn't mean people are going to come to it. But during this time, I was learning how to market myself. Like, okay, you know, I can, well, I started to market myself and advertise myself on the current podcast, but that actually ended. So right when I started the, the trip advice, my partner who I was doing the podcast with, he, we, he moved. And so the podcast ended. So I was like, okay, well, I have trip advice. I was going to use the old podcast. What should I do now? So I thought about starting another podcast, but that didn't come for like another five years because I decided to do a YouTube channel instead. So my website gets up and I advertise myself on Craigslist. I'm starting to make YouTube videos. 
And, you know, in the first year, I maybe got like a couple of clients and, you know, back in 2011. So I got one client. He found me on Craigslist, which was actually it's really interesting. I put my ad on Craigslist. He responded within a couple of weeks. So here I am thinking, oh, my God, this is amazing. Craigslist would be a great place to advertise my services. This works. After a full year of advertising on Craigslist, he was the only person that I ever worked with. So just this big tease of like thinking like, oh my God, this is it. This is going to help me build the business. This is advertising on Craigslist. Great. So anyways, I worked with him and we did great work and I, you know, really transformed him to be more confident and helped him go out and approach women and get numbers. And, and it was great, but I was like, yeah, I need more guys. Like I have this thing, like I need to, you know, build this business. And so the YouTube channel that I started actually at that point, it's not the current one that I have now. It uh, it was a little bit different. It was more like a skit show. It was like just like different skits. Yeah, just like, it wasn't like advice. It was like a little bit of me giving advice, but also like little segments of like, you know, another girl giving advice and then like interviews on the street and all this stuff. It just bombed. It just did not take off. And I put so much effort and any dollar I had into this thing, did 20 full length, like 10 minute episodes, put it on YouTube and it was called The Social Rules and it just bombed. And I was like, all right, this isn't working. I was like, what do I do now? So then I I learned that you could, there's ways to make videos on YouTube with specific words that you know people are searching, such as how to talk to girls or how to get a girl to like you or how to text a girl. And if you just make videos based on those topics, like the ones that it's so, it seems so obvious when I say it, right? It's like, when you think, about, oh yeah, that's what you want to make videos on, the, the stuff that people want answers to. So I was like, all right, so I'll just make a, I'll just, I like made the work easy for myself. I was like, let's not produce whole full length skit shows. Exactly. I'll just sit down in front of the, like a podcast. Like I'll just sit down and answer questions that guys are asking. You mind if I pause right there? I'd, no, please. I love, um, I love paralleling like a little story with some advice for the listeners because when I started my YouTube channel, I used TubeBuddy, which was an app that helped cater to my channel saying, hey, these are keywords people are searching and phrases. Put these tags in your video instead of um, skincare. Put like what is the best skincare for acne prone skin, like actual... Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahemp. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahemp's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, Via has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus, 
wellness or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top, you can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Via ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Via Hemp because you deserve nothing but the best, goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. 21 and up only. That's viahemp, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code goddess at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show. Questions like you mentioned. And I think if you're starting out, instead of feeling defeated, it, it it's really good to research like SEO and keywords and um, how to, like you said, shortening the advice so that you can have 100 videos versus 10 and it's more specific because people's attention span on YouTube is so short. And the exact same thing goes for TikTok. Instead of me making a TikTok how to sell panties, I need to start with like where to get the panties and then do a TikTok where to sell them, how to ship them. And the moment I started breaking down the advice into smaller segments, that's when people really engaged and were like, okay, I want to follow her and support her because I'm getting bit by bit of education instead of this giant, massive course that I don't have the time or patience to listen to. So I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> no, that's, that's huge. I mean, yeah, basically that's, that's, the, that's what I'm talking about. That's kind of what catapulted it a little yeah, bit more. That was it was, was exactly that was the, was the SEO and, and yeah, two buddies, a great resource for that, all that stuff. And so, yeah, so then that's, that was it. So combine, you know, a nice looking website where guys can go there and feel like, you know, it's, this is the real deal. And, and that and they're then, not alone. I'm sure that's comforting too. Totally. Yeah, totally. I mean, also, you know, that's just, you see all the views on the, yeah, in the, in the comments, right? The community, all that stuff. So, so yeah, so the YouTube channel started to take off and, and then I was off and running. And then the the structure of the business has changed a little bit over the past 10 years. Like I, I originally started doing a lot of in-person coaching, so local, uh, local work, you know, working with guys in Los Angeles, taking them out, helping them approach women. And uh, Would and you I, like I, be in the bar? Like you've probably seen yeah. that Black Mirror episode where he's talking in the guy's ear while yes. he's out at a, oh my god yeah, the horror <laughs> that's what i that's how i picture you that that was me except i wasn't talking in their ear there there's that's almost you at the bar though i was at the bar and they and i would listen i would wire them up to a mic and i would listen into what they were saying <gasps> oh my god the anxiety did that like make you excited like listening and dissecting or did you like cringe at all um no it got oh me excited god. Not in the voyeuristic way, in the like, because yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you're thinking. Um, it, it got me excited because before I got the the, the technology to do that, I mm-hmm. was I was not doing that for a while. So I was just having guys go and approach, and they'd come back and go, and I'd go, okay, what happened? You know, so it was a lot of like they, you know, and they're like, oh, I don't know, they were so nervous, so they could only tell me so much, and and my feedback wasn't as strong. But then when I got that little mic 
and I just listened to everything, I was able to give them such amazing feedback. So I could listen. You know, what's funny too is I'd be in bars and I'd have these. I just wouldn't care. I would just be in these bars, and I'd have like headphones. I'd be in the bars like there's this guy, me, like in these like headphones. And sometimes people thought I was like a bouncer. People thought like I worked there. Like it was just so funny. And uh, and yeah, no, I would just listen into the conversations. And then when he would be done, I'd he'd come back and have a list of notes, and and he would just get better. So and these let guys me got better. let me ask you if one of these guys ever got with these women, would they ever tell you like, oh, I, I told her about our first interaction and that I was mic'd up and had a coach? Like, has that ever happened? Because be no, hilarious. that's never happened. <laughs> but but one time a guy had the mic and was kind of like falling off of him. So a girl was like, is that a mic? Like, what is that? Oh, my God. And he was like, oh. I got He's like, I got it. Oh, no, no. What happened? Well, one guy was like, I got to go. But they happened another time. And uh, I haven't no no now with the mic. Another time it happened where they could see that I was looking over there, so they were like, "There's this guy who keeps looking over here, like what's going on?" And then he said with full confidence, "Oh, that's my dating coach." And wow. and it actually went totally fine. It's funny. He came back and I go, "I can't believe you actually told them that." I'm like, "The balls on Holy you!" Holy shit! What happened with that one? Nothing. They were like really nice to him, and it was all like fine you know what a great step for him in the right direction sure was i mean it could have crashed and burned yeah no totally it was insane it it was insane it was funny it was so what uh, does someone pay you for like i don't want to say like the whole um mentorship but is it like isolated like okay we're gonna go i'm gonna go on this date with you like you need to write me a check after like how does that work so back when I was doing the in-person ones, I honestly don't remember. It was so long ago like what I charged. I'll give you a range. It was like, you know, for a, I think for a one-on-one weekend with me, it was like 5,000. That where sounds we, sexy. Where we're like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a prostitute. Well, hold on. I think it's funny because someone's paying you for your time, right? Yes. So if I were to be a virtual girlfriend to someone and they're paying for my time, it's sex work for me and it's uh, looked down upon and I can't get monetized on teaching it. But isn't that interesting, the little uh, double standard there? Well, I'm not having sex with the guys that pay me. Well, I'm not either. (laughs) Okay. Well, then. I guess it's not sexual. I see what you're saying, but. Um, it was just funny how you said it, you know, spending the weekend with me and I was just like, it's so relatable. Right. You know? No, no. Cause I know that that is, that is. <laughs> cause an, it's work. It's guy, work. You guys know? do pay for that too. They, they just pay for the time to be with a woman. Sometimes it's sex. Yeah. Sometimes it's not sex, but. Uh, Moving on. I'm being selfish. Continue the story. <laughs> but either way, um, no, they are paying me for, for my time. And, and so, yeah, I think it got up to like $5,000 for a one-on-one, like three days and nights with me. And then I would do group boot camps where uh, it would be like three or four guys and they would pay less. So then we, I would do that sometimes that, you know, guys would fly in. I mean, oh man, I have stories. I mean, I mean, this one guy, I love this one guy. He flew in from Germany and he was just like the most optimistic, positive, fun loving guy. And he had this thick German accent and always laughing and he was like in his, I don't know, I think late 30s, early 40s, just a great guy. And we just had a ball. Like he 
he flew in. We spent like the whole weekend together. We did LA for like a couple of days. And then he's like, I want to go to Vegas. I'm like, all right, let's go to Vegas. We hopped in my car. We drove to Vegas and I had some connections there. So we got into the clubs there and I helped him approach women there. And, and he just had a blast and he did really well. And he was just learning how to, you know, approach these women and talk to them. And, it, and yeah, it was just, it was just great. And, but I got to a point though, where I got burnt out. So it was like every weekday I'm, you know, making content, doing all this, uh, you know, videos and everything and getting on the phone with guys. And then the weekend, it's a lot comes of and energy. It's, it's a lot. lot. Like, yeah. It's hard it's to lot. recharge. It, it was, it was impossible. Like there would be no recharge. But you know, what's interesting is I never wanted an escape from it. I loved it. I mean, I still do, but I was obsessed with it. Like, you know, like my girlfriend at the time would have to like be like, can you stop working? It's like nine o'clock at night. And it was like, nah, like I just loved it. I was just so. You can just was, run on empty. It was just my baby. Yeah. And and, and then, yeah. So then it came to a point where I said, I, I don't want to do the in-person coaching anymore. I want to do phone coaching. So it's just a little bit more sustainable for my lifestyle. Like I can't be doing running a whole business on in-person coaching forever. It's like, what happens when I'm like 45 and I have like kids and I'm leaving on the weekends to go to the bar. It just doesn't make sense yeah, to me. I mean, right? It's a no brainer. Time is money. You could do three zoom calls in a day versus dry, you know, driving to Vegas with somebody. Yeah, exactly. I can just help more guys and I can build a bigger business, get my stuff out there more and not be totally exhausted dead. Mm -hmm. So at one point, I just so I, I took on a business partner and and build the business bigger and I just well before you took on the business partner what made you so reputable that someone from Germany would fly in and commit like that YouTube it's all wow. YouTube well how many subs did you have at that point um like say fifty like thirty. Like in the tens of thousands? Yeah, like, like in less than 50, like any, yeah. like up to 40, like 10 to 40,000. And I'm sure on your website you had like reviews and, you know. Nope, no, no reviews. Nope. That's that's Zero insane reviews. to me. Because <laughs> you don't, I mean, well, you you do need that, but they they trust you because, you know, they're not like getting, on, they're not like searching dating coach and Yelp and like hoping for the best here, you know, with the reviews. They're they're watching your content. You're forming a relationship with them. They're, they get to know you. You're like a mini celebrity in their eyes just because they watch you on video for hours and they binge watch your, your videos. And then they get on the phone with you and they're so excited and you tell them like we can work together. And so they mm -hmm. do it. And I've and had a few mentorships like that before where someone's more excited just to talk than be mentored, which is fine. You can use the time however you want. But my goal is to always shift it into like, okay, let's do let's do the real work. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so you get the business partner after so, that. So yeah, so so right when I got a business partner and we're structuring the business, I go, I told him, I said, listen, man, I said, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do in person coaching anymore. Like I'm, I'm, I'm burnt out. So at that point, um, we focused on making online courses, digital courses. Do you have one of those, by the way? Working on it. <laughs> okay. Because once you do, um, your audience is going to uh, really want that because they want this information. It's just sometimes hard to piece it all together from just a podcast. Yeah. And, and I don't want to put out 
I want it to be so special for them. So I'm trying to really take, not take too much time, but I don't want to just slap something up, you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that's what I started to do. I, I created a course and it went through many iterations, but I created it. And I remember I created a full 10 hour course and we, we changed the name of it. And I had to re-record the entire thing. Wait, but, why? Because you changed the name of it? Yeah, because we like took out some parts and like all the slides. It was like a you know an online course. Like it all said the yeah. name of the program, so the name of the program changed. And so was I it just, worth re-recording? It was absolutely. It made me know the material even better, and it was just a better name. And uh, and yeah, and then eventually completely redid the course into what it is now which is called hooked and ooh, i love i love that and yeah. i love the trip advice name too that's brilliant i think with branding that's so 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 important to have to have that kind of uh how do you put it into words <laughs> like easy recognition or just like hooked, it just it explains what it is in one word. Yes, clear, simple, right. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. with trip advice. It's your name. It's advice. It's kind of a play on trip advisor, and it's just brilliant to me. So, with that being said, my original program was called the Authentic Attraction Blueprint, and my business partner was like, "That's the worst name I've ever heard." <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> He's like, like "That's so long." What does that even mean? Authentic attraction bloop like what? <laughs> and I was like, "All right, maybe you're right." You know, um, all and so we just renamed it, and um, we renamed it to "How to Attract Your Perfect 10. So, so that was a little bit better. Same advice. We just renamed it because you know it's got to make sense for people. And then eventually we just redid the whole course and then we called it hooked. But, but yeah, no, we, we, so, so that's when I started to do more of just this course and completely stopped coaching. Well, not a hundred percent. I would start to do some phone coaching here and there, but we never, I never really set it up that way. Like when I was doing in-person coaching from 2011, to like 2014, 15, uh, I would do phone coaching every once in a while, but people just didn't want that. They like just wanted to to get in person and, and do all that kind of stuff, probably because that's what I advertised at the time. But And you gotta be hands on and that kind of thing. Yes. Yes. And and it, it's just different. It's different. Now I, I believe in both. I don't do as much in person anymore. I do way it's all phone coaching. I believe a little bit more in phone coaching, not because of the scalability of it, but because I just I get to spend weeks with you instead of like a one weekend. So I just feel like I can make lasting changes in you and create habits in you that's going to get you better results rather than just going out with me for a weekend. And guys would get better after the weekend, but it just, I feel like wasn't as impactful as being able to work with guys all the time on the phone, which is what I do now. Mm -hmm. So I saw on your podcast, you had a 90 second approach. Is that something you came up with uh, recently? Um, That was, I think from that episode, that was a, a guest oh, who, okay. who 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 gave his um, ninety second uh, approach. So his like his kind of opener and how to transition from like an opener, which is like going up to a woman, like what do you say? That's the opener, and then being able to have a conversation. So that was his. I do have my own. Would you like me to share it? 
I'd love to hear okay, it. It's mind blowing. It's really mind blowing. <laughs> All right, everybody. Okay, here we go. Is that the drum roll? <laughs> okay, <Yes>. great. <laughs> My nails clicking. Love on the it. Computer. <laughs> uh, the the opener is, hey, I noticed you over here. I wanted to come meet you. I'm Trip. Are you from Los Angeles? Simple to the point and not creepy. Cue applause. <laughs> I love it. It wasn't creepy. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's not creepy. Guys have the hardest time, uh, the hardest time to using that. Just very hard. It's very scary because that is so direct that it still gives the opportunity for rejection. So they have to practice it. So I have them go out and practice that line and do it over and over and over and over until they're not scared anymore and they're more comfortable doing it. And then you can actually meet women that way, just opening up conversation. Well, I think by asking where they're from, it, it enables them to respond and open the conversation because if it just closed at, hey, I saw you across the room, my name's Trip," then the woman is just like, okay, and? Go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, I like that. And I was also wondering, you know, is that something you use in a social environment or does it change based on the environment that you're in? So that one is more in a cold setting, meaning it's not a social setting. It's like a grocery store, walking down the street, uh, you know, at the mall, wherever. I like to use the line that goes like this for more social settings. You say, you go up to a woman and say, hey, what's going on? I haven't met you yet. I'm Trip." And then you can also follow up with like, are you from Los Angeles? Are you from Chicago? Wherever, what city you're in? Or or who do you know here? So that's a good one to use. It's at a very party. casual. Yeah. Hey, I haven't met you yet. What's going on? So smart. <laughs> so I'd say those. Not two, bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> the second one you could use is like if there's a clear and obvious thing to comment on. You know, I don't know. She's holding a dog. She's, you know, I, I have a formula. It's like doing, wearing, holding. So something she's doing, something she's wearing, something she's, something she's holding is something you can comment on. But I, I don't like to rely on that for guys. It's like a nice little formula. But what if she's not doing something interesting, holding something interesting or wearing something interesting? What are you going to do? Yeah. And I hate being complimented on how I look. And I know and that's a touchy one because I feel like sometimes men feel think, oh, I'm going to grace you with a compliment. You're going to feel good when I compliment you. But we're kind of in a world now where women are looking and dressing for themselves and not for men. And it, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but do you have any like an attitude towards that about coming up to a woman being like, you're so sexy? Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. You just don't stand out, you know, and it's, it's not, she's not going to, she might be flattered, but it's it's almost showing too much interest too fast. It'd be one thing if it naturally happens. Like you're on the subway and you look over and the girl's wearing some funky shoes. And you're like, oh, those are interesting shoes. Where'd you get yeah, those? Yeah, like exactly. And oh my God, you know, I was in a coffee shop the other day. Married man approaches me after his family has left uh, the coffee shop. And I was just like, oh, here we go again. You know, I knew what he was going to say before he was even going to say it. Oh, my God. That's a slutrepreneur. <laughs> well, luckily, it wasn't that. <laughs> you know, you want to take a picture? No. Uh, but he came over and he goes, I really like your style. 
and just kind of like gave me like a peace sign or something and walked out of there. And I was like, well, that's not the, I'm not mad at him. <laughs> I'm not yeah, mad about that, that compliment. That, that's, that's actually a really good one to use. Like complimenting on style is uh is a great one by the way that's a good one for women too now i don't coach women but if if a woman has ever like how do i approach a guy like if he's not approaching me just go up to him and say that and it's like game mm-hmm. over you know it's just like an easy one and it's not like so forward where it's like creepy it's very generic and and so i think it, it's it's softer which allows the conversation to happen and flow a little bit easier than wow i just i saw you over here and you're just like so sexy you know, yeah, like, and what? even Whoa. when <laughs> yeah, when I'm checking out like at the grocery store, sometimes you just want to hand out compliments that aren't that don't have an intention behind it. And these days I see people with like cool masks on a lot, so I find myself being like sick mask, dude, and it just it takes down that shield, I guess, of, you know, everyone's uptight right now and it's how do you feel about that with the whole mask situation? Like I feel like it's harder to read people. I enjoy it because I don't, you know, people look at me, I'm used to it, but it makes me feel a little more like, like a ninja. <laughs> no, it it is, it is, it is harder to do it, but you just, there's nothing changes. You just do the same thing. You know, you, you're going to approach in a mask and you say the same lines and, you know, and guys are like, well, what, what if, you know, I don't know what she looks like. And it's like, well, then you get a number, you go on a date with a girl, you're not that attracted to. Big deal, you know. It's or, you know, and then people have COVID concerns. I'm just like, I'm, it's up to you. I'm not going to force you to approach if you're scared of COVID. Like, do whatever you feel is comfortable for you, and uh, and that's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. You know. So pre-COVID, I'm sure you have a formula how to safely touch a woman without making her feel harmed. Because when I met my man, he even admitted he did the kind of slight shoulder, lower back touch every now and then. And it it did make me warm up to him a little bit more, if that makes sense. So I wasn't sure if that was something in, in the handbook. <laughs> I don't really have any uh, COVID. Well, I'm talking pre-COVID. Oh, pre-COVID. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I, I see what you're saying. Um yeah, I, I, there are some things you could do that initiate touch and get things going a little bit, but, uh, but really you, I just, guys don't need to do that. And I think it's more information that they need. So I do have like so many videos about how to touch a girl in a, in a non-sexual way, but really at the end of the day, I tell guys, listen, you don't need to like physically escalate if you had a good date. And it went well. You could have not touched her at all, and go for a kiss, and you'll get the kiss. And then after that, you know, escalation from kiss to sex is just the normal transition that you know you might do. But before the actual kiss, you don't need to do that. I mean, yeah, you know, again, I've taught on on different videos and podcasts that there's different places and a woman that you can touch her that kind of turns her on a little bit. That's like not sexual, like her lower back or maybe like her knee or, or, you know, just when you guys are, you know, casually chatting and you kind of like lean over or you're not lean over your, your arm kind of like touches or your hand kind of touches her arm a little bit as you're, as you're saying a point, it's kind of hard to explain without showing you, but 
No, that makes sense. Do, have you heard about like I guess this goes with body language when a woman's sitting down maybe next to you or across from you if her legs are facing you, she's feeling more comfortable towards you, but if, you know, she's crossed her legs away from you kind of facing the door, she's a bit more uninterested and uh, securing herself a little bit more. Does Yes. Yes. Okay. At least if you're, if you're talking to anyone and they're not, so what what I tell guys to do is you want, your goal is to get to that point where you're facing them because it's harder to make Mm -hmm. a connection with someone if you're not mirroring them, you know, to to just shoulder to shoulder looking at them. So it's kind of like the guy's job to get to that point. But if she's not biting, meaning she keeps turning away or she's not giving you eye contact, then yeah, that's the showing disinterest and that she probably doesn't want to be talking to you. But you know what you could do is even if you can't read body language, you can still just have the conversation and go for the number and who knows, maybe even her body language is completely off showing clear disinterest, but she gives you her number and then you guys end up going on a date and she's just a little bit shy. So I even tell guys like the only real sign you need to know if a girl's interested in you is did she agree to go on a date with you from an app or from an in-person approach? Like that's it. You know, so at least take it to that point. And if she doesn't want to give you a number, she's not interested. If she gives you a number, but she doesn't respond, she's not interested. If you get her number and you guys are texting all day and you keep asking her out, but she is always busy and she can never meet you, she's not interested. And if you're meeting her and going on dates, but you keep trying to physically escalate and go for a kiss, but she never wants to get physical with you, she's not interested. You know, so it's kind of like you got to look at all the different points of just the process of normal courtship. And if she's not allowing those things to move forward with you as you are trying to move forward, those are the signs of disinterest, not the other little, you know, Mm -hmm. many things. So that's what I try to tell guys. I want to discuss how you, you said you had a business partner and this whole business venture happened. That's kind of where we paused at in your story. Oh, sure. Um, So where it went from there. I mean, yeah, after that, It was just we worked on creating online courses and worked on that for several years, building up the YouTube channel, starting a new podcast, which is the one that I had you on, How to Talk to Girls. So that started in 2015. And uh, Is he he on that still or is it just you? No, um, it's just me. My my business partner is like a silent partner. Uh, He's just just, silent, meaning he just helps me with the back end of things. My, my, the person that I had the other podcast with was just a buddy of mine who had a podcast studio and that's why we started it back in 2008, 2009. So, so yeah. So then from 2015 to 17, we worked on the new course and launched it in 2017. And then right around there, I started coaching again and doing more coaching so some in person, but mainly I was traveling around a lot. So I wasn't really available to always coach in person. So then I started taking more phone clients. And ever since then, been just working with guys over the phone, selling court, selling my courses. I have like five courses now. And uh, just happy, happy where you're at. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, always trying to grow and everything. And the YouTube channel is just 
Oh man, the ups and downs of having a YouTube channel. I mean, just like, you know, it grows, it stagnates, it dies, it grows again. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot there. So it's, you know, you're constantly feeding this thing and figuring out always like, how can I do better? How can I do better? How can I grow? How can I evolve? Yeah. At, at this point, it's being aspiring to be a YouTube star is almost non-existent. And I'm curious, are you on TikTok at all? No, I debated it. But... Oh, hell. You, okay. Let's let's talk. You... Oh, no. You're going to convince me <laughs> to get on TikTok. <laughs> and I'm going to give you so many reasons why not to. No, TikTok is amazing. Well, um, why not? Why not? It's it's not because of the platform. I'm not against any platform. I'm never like TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. What's all, the reason? Spit it out. <laughs> time, time. Okay, so time. I don't. I don't I have, have the time. I have the fix. You outsource. Okay, you outsource is- someone like on Upwork or Fiverr, Fiverr, or whatever, and you have them cut your YouTube videos. I'm sure you could find someone five dollars an hour to do it. And then you literally just post them onto TikTok because you already have all the content. And then you got to manage it and then you watch it and then you got (laughs) to. You don't even have to put a hashtag on anything. The algorithm on TikTok caters to the creators. All my viral videos have no captions. They even favor to the new creators because they want you to keep using TikTok. The more you post, the faster you grow. And all of a sudden you have this platform that when you post, you go to the top of the feed. Everywhere else, you're just hidden and you have to fight. You have to fight. And you know, all of my businesses have grown twice as much because of TikTok and because of providing that education and value. So I think if you find someone to cut your clips and you you could even have some have them post them on TikTok too. And just sit back and watch it grow and not put a minute of your time into it. And if you don't do it, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I'll tell you what, and I'm going to be All honest right. here. Tell me why you're not going to do it. I, no, I, I, I will. I will think you've convinced me to think about it. I do have a lot of content on YouTube, like 900 videos. So, so it would be more than that. I have to find someone also who can just not post them, but, kind of know what they're doing, like caption them properly. But that's the thing. That's what's so – the beauty of TikTok is that people just want to see people doing real things. It's not like Instagram where you have to be perfect and you have to market it perfectly. You, It's all about just vomiting content. It's raw. Yeah. So you don't even have to edit the videos perfectly. You could even take your phone and record your YouTube video on your TV, just like a 15-second snippet. Because 15 second videos do the best anyways. The attention span on TikTok is so quick. And it's it's literally all it takes. And I only push that because without TikTok, I like I think I grew from two thousand subscribers on my podcast to now almost like forty thousand. And my YouTube channel was at five thousand subscribers. Now I'm at thirty thousand. Instagram um, doubled and you know, then I did the OnlyFans thing and I'm in the top 1% on OnlyFans be- only because of TikTok. All my traffic's there without even promoting it. Wow. And so when I tell my friends who are in, you know, the content industry, the creative industry, and I'm like, look, even if you enjoy cooking and just posting your recipes on there for fun because you enjoy it, you'll even meet a nicer community of people. I just find that the users on the app are more engaging, more kind. 
And it's allowed me to be so much more confident and raw in myself. And I show my bad angles. I don't put on makeup because it's the authentic content people want to see. And that's exactly what I'm assuming that you have um, with a lot of the content you create to help people. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll stop there. I'll stop my rant. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The day I put up my first TikTok video – You'll hey, and I'll do edit, and a million people will see you. Really? <laughs> okay, now we're getting somewhere here. I know. I just, I, it makes me so. Uh, okay, let me just say this really quickly. My, um, my Reiki therapist, she told me as a Scorpio, we see people's potential. Like we don't see them when we look at them. We see the potential they have. So we create this false identity of who they are, and then we're just constantly disappointed because people aren't living to the expectation that we see them as. So I'm learning that I need to, like, here's a perfect example just now, like, I need to step back and say, you know what, you're on your journey. Here's a little, my thoughts, take it as you please. But what will happen next time I talk to you, I will be emotionally invested if you did TikTok <laughs> or not. And then I'll be sad if you don't. I know. I know. No, listen, I'm the same way. I give unsolicited advice, push people to do things all the time. Even at times I've told people to start a YouTube channel. Oh, my God. So many times. And uh, and I get, well, I appreciate you seeing the potential in me. And like I said, true, I'm not just saying this or I'm very honest. Uh, I will think about it. And I've never thought, I have thought about it before, but I rejected it very fast. So it would just be, you know, figuring out what that would look like. So I'm not against it now. I will think about it. I will let you know. Okay. Well, it's not a kid's app. That's the biggest reason people don't do it. And B, I have a feeling that once it's said and done, you will send me an email and you know, and say, you know what? I was. You were right. Hold on. What's the word? Not disappointed, but I was so frustrated with YouTube. I just put out so much, didn't get what I want. And thank God I made all that content because now it's all up on TikTok. <laughs> Do you work for TikTok? What's happening here? I don't. They they won't even fucking verify me because being a sex worker, it's bullshit. If I, if I uh, changed it to how to talk to um, guys, I'm sure I could uh, be a part of their team. <laughs> well... It's not a bad idea. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll we'll end it here. I I had a great time. It, this never seems like work hanging out with you. And I'm just uh, what's the word? I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm just taking it all in. Well, it was a great conversation. <laughs> uh, yes, even our last conversation felt less of an interview and more of a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated it and. It was uh, it was great to be here. So I appreciate you having me. Well, tell tell the sluts where they can find you if in case they need to talk to girls or if they just want to check out your YouTube, maybe they'll find something interesting over there. Sounds good, sluts. Uh, go to <laughs> How to Talk to Girls. That's a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and all the rest of them. So you can check me out over there. There's uh, hundreds of episodes. And if you're just interested, check it out. Or if maybe, you know, you want to, share it with some uh, friends of yours. All right. Well, thanks again for being on the Sletchpreneur podcast and can't wait to get in touch again. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.